This is the Relevant Podcast. It's Friday, December 24th. 2021. It's Christmas Eve, everyone, and it's the Relevant Podcast here in Orlando, in a, where it's balmy 78 degrees. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Austin, Texas, author, speaker, podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. And from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, and mogul, Derek Miner. What up, though? Merry Christmas, y'all. December 24th. Man. Merry Christmas. For sure, for Christmas. You know who's it's listening beautiful. to the show right now is the who people that? who have awkward family situations. They are in another room <laughs> with headphones yeah. in, listening to their podcast. Or they're in the same room with headphones in. Yeah. 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 Listen, y'all let us be your escape because I know y'all are talking about two or three things. You're talking about yep. politics. Oh. Yep. You're talking, about, you're talking about vaccines and Omarion. <laughs> yeah. You know Omarion. what I'm saying? Just let us, let us be your escape. We may talk about those things, but I'm going to make fun of most of those things so yeah it's, it's gonna be good I, i'm gonna no, give you some fodder for your conversations yeah you i was gonna say, say what what we'll do we're gonna give you a cheat sheet on how to win any argument at the holiday table i've, I've decided i've decided that i no longer want to talk about or hear people talk about these topics like yep. politics inflation you, bro. Uh, covid it's off the table man i'm not saying it's not good for some people to talk about them but i'm done i feel like yep. i feel like Half my conversations feel like Groundhog Day right now. Right. Where it's, you know, oh, I hear about the new variant. Oh, what about this new, oh, you know, some legislation about uh, mandate. I'm done. I'm done. Well, like, hey, Jesse, here's the issue with that, too, is that none of the people that are the most passionate about any of these topics have any experience in any of these areas. It's like, dog, oh, you yeah. a plumber, bro. Mm-hmm. What are you, you cannot tell me what to do. With vaccines and all that, you are a plumber, bro. You fix toilets, dog. Like just because now you might be the best plumber in in Idaho, but I'm saying that does not mean you are an expert in vaccines. Like just just leave and me like, alone. Like if your last name is Fauci, you can talk about these things, right? But anybody else, like just talk about what you know. Hey, look, even if you took a class in college, I'll take that. It's like, yo. Here's the degree of like burnout I'm having. I start pretty much every day while I'm getting ready I, or making coffee. I listen to like a couple news podcasts, like just like quick daily, like the yeah. um, up first. I like to listen right. to daily. I was listening to one this week and I'm like, I think I've heard this before. I think I accidentally queued up one from December 2020. And I look back, I was like, no, no, this is December 2021. The reason it sounds like I've heard this before, because I have heard this before. They've been talking about the same thing for two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, I'll tell you though, uh, for y'all hiding from family arguments with this podcast, the best thing I ever did and ever we ever did as a family is a few years ago. I mean, it was contentious politically. It's been contentious for five, six for years at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so a long time ago, you know, I have a kid. He's the, the only grandson. And it was a thing of, I don't need this stress in my life. So as a family, we need to decide that if we want to have a relationship multi-generationally between grandparents and grandchildren, we have to agree that this is a safe space. And we as a family, when we're together, will not talk business. We will not talk politics. We will not. There's certain hard boundaries that we have on topics and we agree to it. And for the last five years, we don't talk about that stuff. And we have a lovely time together as a family. I think that's amazing. amazing. You have to be up front. Like, I will not go there. I do not want to see you through that lens. And so we're not going to focus on that when we spend time together, right? We're going to focus on other things that'll bring us together. Let's talk about the new Spider Man movie. Let's talk about (laughs) that stuff. Like, let's talk about normal family stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Speaking of the new Spider Man movie, no spoilers. I haven't seen it yet. It's phenomenal. Okay, well, coming up on the show today is uh, somebody who, no spoilers, is having a moment. Andrew Garfield, he's coming up on the show, so oh, I can't tell you. Shout out to Andrew. Listen, bro, I'm happy that he is getting his just due because mm-hmm. the, 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 his run of Spider-Man wasn't as bad as people try to make it seem. 
Like I was mm. very skeptical when I first went when they first, you know, because Toby did such a great job. Sam Raimi, like th- that series was great. But then, you know, people don't like new things. That's just mm-hmm. the right. fact of the matter. And then when yeah, he came right. out, I think he got sort of a bad rap. And it's kind of as the MCU was kind of budding and people were kind of, I think, upset that Spider-Man probably wouldn't be in the MCU. I think he got a little bit of that backlash as well. So, man, mm. hey, kudos and and. Good for you, man. I'm glad he's finally getting some respect, you know? Well, they had to just go kill off everybody else, right? And then now what you left with, Spider-Man can keep going. Is that what? I don't know. I don't follow along. I just heard there was some sort of snap. Everybody died. And now Spider-Man's left. Is that right? Well, he got, you, he just, got just away stop, too, just stop, he, bro. Cameron, stop. <laughs> just, just stop. Cameron's not a superhero fan, so not it's like listening to, you know, I don't know. It's like listening to your grandmother talk about, you know, football or something. It's just, it's, it's just not. It's just gonna <laughs> be off. Like, yeah, they, they ran the yeah. ball this way, you know. Did they dribble? Did they dribble the ball through the field goal? You know, like that's not Cameron. I have so many like passionate Marvel people in my life. I have learned how to be just ignorant enough to really yes. get them upset. You know. I mean, yes. just like you say things that are just kind of off. And mm-hmm. get, it's kind of like Dwight Schrute about Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica, you know, in the yes. office where it's like, yeah, he wants to I'm a blurred. So I need y'all to, you know, I'm a blurred. I need you to put some respect on these comic book <laughs> names. You know what I'm saying? A blurred, a black nerd. <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, no, that's a that's an actual thing. Really? That's that's an actual scene? thing. Is like that's a Facebook an, group? There is, there is an actual online? that is a thing blurred I've like never that heard is that a my thing. entire life. That is because you're it, not black. Because I'm not black. Because <laughs> I feel like I feel like the original sort of like person that embodied was like early Donald Glover. I feel like he was he had no shame about some of his nerdy like oh, yeah. leanings. Yes. Yes. But but he obviously is a brilliant guy and childish Gambino an actor. But he seemed to has he leaned into his nerddom early on. It seems to worked out pretty well for him. There's yes. a player on the Orlando Magic named Terrence Ross who's the same thing. He's passionate about comic books and like. Robin Lopez as well. We have several guys on our team that are passionate about all this stuff and they like that's their person their persona online. They are the unabashedly comic book people. You don't yeah. think about that with like cool NBA guys. Now, I, I will say this. We have Andrew Garfield on, who's in a very, well, I don't think it's a spoiler. I think it's pretty much people understand he's he's in the new Spider-Man movie. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I, I'm fully aware of that. Literally, you're the, the first person who has said that spoiler publicly that I've encountered. <laughs> I know, so. it's, it's a big Wait, thing. is that a but, spoiler? Not really. Not, it's it's not technically, really. but not really. Yeah, it yeah. is, but it ain't really. But 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 here's the thing. Okay, I don't. I'm not. I I respect Andrew Garfield, but I have like a kind of a contentious hypothetical relationship with him because I've never met him. But mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield and I were born okay. the same year. Okay. Okay. Th- this year alone, he has released the Eyes of Tammy Faye, which was covered in Relevant. Uh, he has just released the, the critically acclaimed Lin Manuel Lin Manuel Miranda project Tick Tick Boom uh, on Netflix, relevant. which is critically acclaimed, and he's now uh, spoiler alert in a prominent role in one in the third biggest movie of all time as of the moment. Right? Yeah. He's accomplished more in the last three months than I have <laughs> since we've been, we were born the same year. Okay, and now he's just showing all his 1983ers up. Okay, he's like, okay, I get I'm a big Hollywood actor, and I've accomplished more over the course of my career than you have at this age. But this, he just threw a 2021 flex. He's like, not only has my career been more accomplished than you, my 2021 was more productive than all 38 years of your life combined. So how does that? I feel like I don't know if he's doing it intentionally, but I feel like he is. Do you guys feel like that when you see someone hyper accomplished? That's, that's your exact age. Like, what are you trying to prove here, man? Like, hey, man, you can't look to your left or your right. You just got to follow right. God's calling your life and pursue your mm. passions. Do not mm, compare. Wrong. Comparison will kill you. Mm. Do not compare, Jesse. You are uniquely mm-hmm. created by God in the image of God. He has a plan and purpose for your life and mm. for Andrew Garfield's life. His success is not your failure. Woo! Cue that Come organ on, Jesse. up, Clark. Any I need Spider-Man. you to cue the organ. Listen, I I thought at this point in my life, I would have been at least one of the biggest movies of all time. Not top three. I'm not trying to compare. Just one of. I would have taken top ten. Okay? <laughs> well, all right. Well, we have a great show in store for you. Uh, also, at the end of the show, you know, your feedback. Well, we have some feedback for one of our listeners. 
Sarah Fitz, Sarah's Tames Bears, joins us live because we have some follow-up questions to her ice cream predictions that you heard. Yo, (laughs) yes. Hey, Sarah, let's get it. So she's coming on for real? She's coming on. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're working on the timing. Yeah. That's what's up. There you go. (laughs) Well, before we break for relevant news, I want to actually make sure you know about something happening this week over at our store. If you go to relevantstore.com right now, we are doing a big end of the year sale uh, now through New Year's where you can get 20% off of anything in the store. Plus, if you spend more than 50 bucks, you get free shipping combined. That's a pretty good discount. Uh, It includes everything from our new uh, print edition pre-order. You get the discount on top of the discount on that plus all the new merch that we add every week podcast fan stuff everything it's a the store is awesome and we're so excited about everything that you guys have responded to over there thank you for everybody who's pre-ordered our print edition it will be shipping in january uh the pre-order has been very successful and it's shipping in january we're excited about that and then also make sure to check every friday we add new merch to the store but right now end of the year sale uh go over there there's a promo code that you can get there at the store to get 20 percent off plus free shipping over 50 bucks. Okay, stay tuned. Up next, it's relevant news. You're listening to Langhorn Slam. The song is Deck the Halls. Well, today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Uh, No matter who you are, your mental health has a serious impact on your life. It affects everything, work, family, finances, dating life, and even your relationship with God. So taking care of your mental health is a huge part of living the best life you can. That's why there's BetterHelp. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't have if you don't want to. It's more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. Uh, right now, BetterHelp is offering relevant podcast listeners 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash relevant. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash relevant to save 10% off your first month. All right, it's time for relevant. Please welcome to the show. Relevant senior editor, Tyler Huckabee, helping us stay connected to what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. Hey, Tyler. Hey, everybody. What is going on this week? You know, it's Christmas Eve, you know, it's Christmas. Yeah, it's Christmas Eve. Uh, so we so there's obviously there's a lot going on. But if you're listening to this, you want to stay on top of the, the late breaking news, obviously. And so that's what I'm here to deliver. And I want to talk about because uh, this is this is a very interesting conversation. And it's been the one of the most looked at posts we've run in December so far. So I wanted to bring it here. Talk about some remarks that Billie Eilish made when she was on the mm. Howard Stern show last week. Did anybody see this? Did anybody, Cameron, I know you know what I'm talking about. I, my, yeah. I have my purity filter. Up. I can't listen to Howard Stern, I know. Um, <laughs> but I read Relevant's coverage of it. So yes, we 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 go to those sites so that you don't have to. That's the whole job. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I know. I get the alerts. Yeah. Well, Tyler, to be fair, Sirius XM again. Tyler was looking for the latest Ben Affleck tea, uh, but just stumbled on some good <laughs> Billie Eilish content. So. We got uh, so we did so Billy obviously hosted SNL uh, had a great album this year and she dropped in on Howard Stern and while she was on there and this she saying this to Howard Stern of all people was was kind of a, a choice uh, this and I I looked I wanted to play this clip but Sirius Hexham has a lockdown so you're just gonna have to take my word for it that she said it and you can go read more about it at the site uh, but she said quote as a woman I think porn is a disgrace she said I used to watch a lot of porn to be honest I started watching it when I was like eleven. I think it really destroyed my brain and I feel incredibly devastated that I was that I was exposed to so much porn. Um, mm. He asked her a little mm. more about that and she dug into it a little bit. She said that watching it initially helped her feel cool like she was quote one of the guys. Ultimately, however, she admits it led to her suffering nightmares because of some of the content she watched that was oh, extra violent man. and abusive and also shaped obviously the way that she thought about sex and dating her body in general. She said quote the first few times I you know I had sex. I'm not saying no to things that were not good. It was because I thought that's what I was supposed to be attracted to. She oh, said I'm wow. So angry that porn is so loved, and I'm so angry at myself for thinking that it was okay. Women's bodies don't look like that. We don't come like that. 
Uh, so those were so those were comments that are not you know this is not necessarily a, a popular thing for her to talk about, but I think that being exposed to apparently some very uh, some abusive and violent porn at eleven, which is happening more and more for people in Generation Z, uh, getting exposed to this at a younger and younger age, it, it seems like it has, and statistically we know that it does really shape your views of sex and sexuality. It was interesting. She got a lot of pushback on this, but it was a it, it's it was definitely a, a brave stance for her to take on Howard Stern of all places. The pushback did not come from our Instagram followers. That, no, that was it did not. <laughs> very, very supportive of her speaking out about that. <laughs> I think it's true. great that she's speaking out for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, she's a woman. And I think anytime a woman speaks up about porn, it's really good because there's a stigma that, oh, women don't struggle with porn or women don't ever watch porn. And Billy mm-hmm. is just kind of breaking that down. Also, the way she talks about she started watching at 11 years old. And I think as parents, mm. um, it's something that you have to be proactive at. I always talk with other parents and it's like when we were young all of us when we were younger we had to like go find porn like we had to like go find a magazine or go get a videotape now it's like it's literally it's just coming for you it's everywhere and so it's important that parents even realize hey if i haven't been talking with my kids about this uh billy was 11 and you know that is really 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 young um but it can happen and so it's a good wake-up call the other reason i love that this is billy eilish is because it is just someone who um, is not coming from a worldview that is faith-based. And she's still saying the yeah. same thing that we as Christians are saying. It's like, hey, this is damaging to your brain. And you're looking at Billy, who's not coming at it from like a like a, a scripture base or a faith base or anything. She's just coming at it from like a, like this is messing up your brain. Um, and I think that is important for people to hear as well. I loved this story. Thanks. I'm so glad you brought it, Tyler. Um, and I think it's important for us to talk about these things. Don't know if I can do much better than that. I do. I really do like that. She, I think that especially in the Christian circles that I grew up in, you usually do, you know, normally you do hear a lot about the dangers of porn, but I think it's often talked about in a way that's not super intelligent. It can be very shame based. It can be yeah. very uh, uh, guilt based and ends up not being helpful or effective or constructive. And so for her to just share from her own experience about the ways that it's messed with her mind, her self image, uh, and obviously her own sex life, her sexual experiences, I think that is a a really great and and thoughtful and frankly hard to argue with way you know you can say what you want to be but she can always say this was my experience and 11 years old is very very young and we know barna has done studies on this that we link to in the site 11 sounds very young to us but it is not it is not good, uncommon. good barna or bad barna which barna was it? <laughs> the barna not uh, not george barna who, who we obviously have the utmost <laughs> respect for, but have some questions about some of his methodologies, as we've discussed here many times. But Barna, but, but David Kinnaman oh, the and the Barna, Barna group yeah, yeah. Are, are, yeah, yeah. have done good work on this, and you can look into that. We've linked to it over there. But 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 it is like good on her for you know speaking out on it and taking a position that might not be well. Obviously, she's gotten some backlash from some people. So like that obviously isn't necessarily a popular opinion in some circles, and kind of would you know like I said, I think the people who are are criticizing her, um, you know, conflate different values in their defense of something that is seems objectively pretty terrible. You know what I mean? Like oh, bodily autonomy or free speech or free expression or whatever. But this is someone who's like, look, at the end of the day, this is this is terrible and messes people up and it's children are exposed to it. So you can kind of, you know, it, it I'm, you know, for in her case, obviously, she's willing to open herself up to, to criticism to say something that, you know, is objectively her experience and one that I feel like it's good for people to be able to voice that and really kind of um, articulate um, you know, these dangers and like to, to your point too, Jamie, that's not coming from a Sunday school teacher or some voice right. that you'd, you'd mm-hmm. be like, well, obviously that person obviously, yeah. is going to tell me to stay away. This is someone who is a well-known young pop star out in the world that is, you know, not afraid to articulate her, her experience in, in a, a vulnerable way. And I think that's really, really good. And frankly, I've heard Billie Eilish talk more about porn and the effects it's had the negative effects it's had than I've heard any pastor mm-hmm. in the last year. There's a reason for that. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. last time I can think, and I, I mean, I'm glad to be wrong about this. Last time I can think of a prominent Christian leader talking about porn and the negative effects that it had on their life is probably Kirk Franklin 10 years ago. Well, Mike he, Todd, Mike Todd has been really Mike open. Todd talked about it too. Yeah, he's right. been really open right. about it. Yeah. But, right. but yeah, besides Mike and Kirk, right. yeah, you're Kirk. right. 
And and statistically, the good Barna has told us that 78% of pastors have privately admitted to struggling with porn, but 78% don't talk about that. So, yeah. And even someone who's like Howard Stern, who is having this conversation on his show, you know, and I haven't Mm -hmm. listened to the context of, of what his kind of reaction was, but even that is like, I feel like if you were to rewind like 15 years ago when Howard Stern was primarily concerned with being a provocateur and mm. often, you know, hosting, uh, you know, content that I think would be deemed pornographic for him now to have someone, you know, open up his platform to talk about the dangers of things that he even kind of helped foster in, in his career, I think is a mm-hmm. positive thing, you know? We it, it, this uh, the, it'll be interesting to see if this is part of a broader trend too. I, I do wonder yeah. if, given the sort of the millennial, my generation's sort of libertine, libertarian attitudes around pornography, I wonder if Gen Z and we and th- this is very hard. We don't know yet. It's too early. I looked for studies on this, and you, you there's really just not a lot of data out there. But it'll be interesting to see if there's a pendulum swing back. Uh, mm-hmm. with them who've seen some of the damaging effects like Billy's talking about here and may push for a a different sort of, uh, hopefully a, a, a healthier way of thinking about sexuality and the commodification of it. Yeah. I mean, just like over the last 10 years, we've seen a big shift on uh, the conversation around mental health. Maybe this will be right. something yeah. where yeah. people yeah. like Billy sticking their neck out will make it easier for other people yeah. to speak yeah. up as well. We'll see a shift. Well, that's great. Well, there's a lot more where that came from. Follow Relevant on all the socials where we're covering what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture every day. And make sure RelevantMagazine.com is part of your daily web surfing. All right. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks, everybody. All right. Well, stay tuned. Up next, Andrew Garfield joins us. Finest gifts we bring for To lay before the king for You're listening to Anthony Hamilton. The song is Little Drummer Boy. Where our guest today is Andrew Garfield. He's having quite the year, starring in movies like The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Tick Tick Boom. Without giving too much away. Another very big movie you may have heard about that's currently at the top of the church in the theaters. Anyways, uh, we sat down with Andrew to speak about his exciting and challenging roles he's taken on this year. Uh, what motivates him as an actor on big blockbusters and quiet indie movies alike and how creativity has helped him figure himself out. Here's our conversation with Andrew Garfield. They're singing happy birthday. Just wish you could run away. Congratulations, man. I really, really enjoyed the movie. I, I, I sincerely wasn't sure what to expect, and I was really blown away by it. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you so much. Really wonderful uh, performance and, and project altogether. Thank you. And it felt to me watching it, and I'm curious if this was your experience with it as well. I, I guess when I think about like the trajectory of your career, I a musical wasn't really in the cards. Like That wasn't something that I saw coming. And I'm wondering if that's something that you ever saw coming or if you had to talk yourself into it a little bit a little bit yeah because you know i I say it this way you know lin-manuel miranda made a dream come true of mine that i didn't even know i had oh really yeah because i i I wasn't brave enough to think of ever doing a musical i was i wasn't brave i I didn't have the courage to ever imagine i could be a part of something like this Mm -hmm. and Lin, lin lin saw me doing angels in america on 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 broadway and or he saw me at the National Theatre in London, actually. And um, I think that gave him the confidence. I think he could feel that I was the right person for the character. But obviously, the big question mark was the singing, because he didn't know if I had ever sung or if I could. But I think he saw that I had a vocal um, technique that enabled me to do an eight-hour show, you know, six days a week at the time. And um, and I think he just kind of said, well, I think if I give you the the time and the resources to get your voice to that place, I believe you can get there. So I just borrowed his belief. I borrowed um, his confidence and his instincts. And it was a, a very gratifying when, um, 
you know, he, he snuck into a, a rehearsal I was doing one day where I was just practicing. And I, he, he threw a shoe at me and shouted at me across the room, Andrew Garfield, you can sing and I don't have to recast you. <laughs> it was a relief for both of us because then we were kind of just, um, we, we were just off at that point. Johnny can't decide. Michael's got a habit all. His luck will never end. Johnny's back against a wall. Can he bend his dream just like his friend? Johnny sees that Susan's, Susan's right. You've spoken very honestly and refreshingly about some of the challenges of working with bigger budget films and uh, more expensive IP. And I'm wondering how working on something like this that really feels like more of a, a passion project for people involved, if that changes the creative energy that you feel like you're able to bring to a project. No, not not really. I think it's it's just about your collaborators and who you're working with. And I think for me, you know, I, I look back on that large, big movie of Spider-Man and I just I just have such a, a wonderful feeling in my heart about it. I got to play my childhood hero and I and I got to work with such incredible actors and a great director and a, and a, and a, and a wonderful head of the studio at the time Amy Pascal and we had, we we had this incredible loving collaboration and uh I I only look back on it now with with a real joy and a real gratitude and then I look at you know and and then you know sorry talking about you know big big budget stuff there's a way of doing it where it feels really soulful and mm -hmm. I, I really, you know, I look at, I, I have a very clear-eyed objective view of what they've done, what Tom Holland and um, Kevin Feige, Amy Pascal, and John Watts at the helm has to have, have done with, you know, this new incarnation of, of the character. And I, and I'm like, yeah, man, they, they, they led with soul. They, they totally, they just kind of like, they led with joy and they made this kind of coming of age, John Hughes, back to the future feeling thing. And I just, I'm just such a fan. I'm, I love being, being a fan of the character again. I think being on the inside of it is stressful. So I, I love watching other people, <laughs> other people wrestle with it, but my God, I'm just so impressed with what they've done. Ever since I got bit by that spider, I've only had one week where my life has felt normal. That was when you found out Watch that spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man. We started getting some visitors. And then with this, you know, it was it was the best possible version of work for me. Yeah. In terms of the subject matter, in terms of the tone on set that Lynn created, in terms of me feeling allowed giving myself permission to play, giving myself permission to improvise, giving myself permission to be spontaneous from take to take and be alive, let John live, let John follow his impulses and me just get out of the way and, and like, you know, sweep the path so that he can dance and play and sing and make fun of himself and make fun of everyone else and go to the depths <laughs> of emotion and the heights of the high. You know, it was, it was one of those very rare special things where I got to inhabit a character that is so full of life and that needed to be let off off the reins that it was it was just a, a pure pleasure this is the life of boba bobo this is the life of boba bobo this is the life of boba bobo bohemia showers in the kitchen there might be some soap dishes in the sink but your teeth if you can cope that was Andrew Garfield. You can read more from that conversation with him in our new winter issue of Relevant. We have an amazing cover story profile with him. Uh, don't want to miss it. Head over to relevantmagazine.com. Just click on the magazine tab. It's right there. You can read it for free. All right. Stay tuned up next. It's your feedback. I don't want a lot for Christmas. If it's just one thing I need. About the present underneath the Christmas tree. I just want you for my own more than you could ever know. Make my wish come true. All I want.
You're listening to Albin Lee Meldau. The song is All I Want for Christmas is You. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Now, after we do your question of the week feedback from last week, we will have our very special listener, Sarah Fitz, on with us. So, uh, But last week, we got talking, and, and her bit, she mentioned that her, her IG name, Sayers Tames Bears, was one that she just randomly picked when she was 17. And here, as a full, full-on adult, is still rocking her 17-year-old uh, username. And it got us thinking, we all have that. That Gmail account, that Yahoo account that we still use, but we you know, set up the name like a long time ago. We wanted to know your most cringe email address, social media handle that you still use. You hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and on IG as well. That you still use. That oh. you still use. These <laughs> still are full-on adults. It. That they're still using it. Uh, so here's some of our favorites. Okay, I want to start with Nick <laughs> McBride. These are so good. Uh, Nick McBride, you know, I'm not all that interested in his screen name, but there's something he included with this anecdote that I do want to address. He said okay. his is uh, Chicken Man 2000. <laughs> he has, just like everything, like there's an underscore and things are spelled in a way, Chicken so it's Man unique. But anyway. Chicken Man 2000, <laughs> which, by the way, if I was like in a novelty indie pop band, Chicken Man 2000, not a terrible name for that, but Chicken Man 2000 yeah. at MSN.com. Again, what, I think that's a derivative like from the Hotmail era. But anyway, right. um, uh, he said, I worked at Chick-fil-A in high school, parenthetically, who didn't, he says, and dressed <laughs> as now as the now defunct chicken masca- mascot Doodles. A few people called me Chicken Man, and he included with, and so that's where because he was Doodles and Doodles official Chick Fil A mascot. I never Doodles even heard. Chicken. I, I, I never even Doodles. heard of Doodles. I ain't gonna me even neither. lie. Nick McBride has included, one. and I think we, I think because Nick has included a picture of Doodles, and looking at the picture, I can tell why none it's, of us have heard of Doodles. It looks like <laughs> it looks like if I don't know if you guys have watched um, the the show. I think you should leave uh, on Netflix. A very funny, uh-huh. weird, surrealist uh-huh. sketch comedy. I know Cameron and I binge so, the season the, so one together, funny. but there's a sketch in season two where he dresses <laughs> up in suit. like a in like the, the the gag is he's the host of like a prank show that's putting on this crazy like costume of like an elderly person is going to prank people at the mall. But as soon as he gets in it, he starts having a panic attack because the, it's such <laughs> a bizarre costume and just a weird feeling of disembodiment doodles Uh looks like that like something kind of out of the nightmare zone because (laughs) his hands appear his or her i don't know um uh well i guess it's a rooster so it's a him because it's got a a big red thing on its head but it looks like Uh two lobster claw type of oven mitts on the hand um it looks like a chicken nuggets out of the oven this was before chick-fil-a was making money like they're making it today Like yeah, this, this, this is before Chick Fil A discovered the the cow campaign. That's yeah, exactly yeah. right. That's when that's when everything and, changed. And look, this is probably why no one ate at Chick Fil A until the cow thing, because it was like if uh-huh. I saw Doodles, I'm, <laughs> I'm turning right back around and I'm gone. Like, well, think about it. Back in that era, you had Ronald McDonald, you had the yeah. Burger King. It's like that you had to have a mascot, and they went Damn. for Doodles the chicken. But you're going to a place to eat the chicken. Yeah, so, yeah. This is not so, not a good. So, so I am Chick-fil-A. consuming the, this jolly fellow in the parking lot. I am I am eating a deep fried version of your family. <laughs> And not only yeah. that, it looks like it looks. Uh, do you guys remember the speaking of Marvel movies? The maybe what's considered one of the worst Marvel movies ever, Howard the Duck, like back in the nineties. Uh, oh, I mean, oh, oh Howard the movie? Duck was yeah, awesome. Was a, yeah, it, Howard the Duck is a Marvel. Yeah. It, but no it looks like way. it looks like they got their hands on a bunch of old Howard the Duck heads because is that not uh-huh. it, Doodles does not look like a chicken head. It looks like a duck True. head with a with a rooster True thing with a rooster on. thing. Yeah, it's very disturbing. Yeah. Chicken Man 2000. That's a good name. Okay. Good that he still rocks that. Let's see. Reliant K girl. I like that. Yeah. Middle school. She still uses it. Uh, Amy Jensen. She was a huge Hawk Nelson uh, fan. So her email address still is Hawk Nelson Silver at Verizon. Oh, here's one. <laughs> Chili Willie. 79. <laughs> Chili Willie. I like it. Chili I wonder the story behind that. Someone on Instagram, I can't tell where her name is. She said, Hers was by Grace twenty six because there were twenty five people ahead of me who also wanted that email address. Uh, here's a <laughs> by good Grace. One. Maddie is a bra lover. 
What? Wait, bra. That's what it says. I think that's what it is. Maddie oh, is a zebra a lover. Zebra lover. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm well, sorry. Likewise, Beth Bomb, hers, she loves turtles. So when she was a kid, she loved turtles. Turtlelific, one, two, three, at AOL. Well, Home Smith Home loved Derek Jeter. So hers was I love Jeter 02. <laughs> oh, sorry. I know what it was. This is what threw me off. Tyler BWM uh-huh. is Gotta Get Chicks 2. Ah! Oh. <laughs> uh, Brianna Hill hers is Froggy Freak 1 Froggy Yo! Freak what? <laughs> she likes frogs she said she's a Froggy Freak Oh, here's, a, here's an Audio Adrenaline fan Audio A Freak 16 oh, right. oh yeah Audio okay, A okay. oh man uh, Hannah Graham hers is Fast Blondie I think that has a totally different oh, uh, connotation okay. as an adult than it did as a child she said she really liked running as a kid. She's a fast blondie. Uh, mm. I, I like that Ben said it was the dot one because of the Matrix movies. And Ben notes, I should get that back. He should get that back. The Matrix is about to come back, Ben. You can be, you can oh be the chosen my gosh. one for us. Uh, Corbin, he said uh, he was punk and he wore ties and t-shirts with eyeliner in 2004. And so his, his adult email address is I wear ties 77. The, the other thing too, I feel like this experience of crafting just an insane email address that it, it makes very little sense at the time, unless you have basically some kind of decoder ring for this individual. I feel like it's a very isolated experience. I feel like no one outside of like what, 2008, maybe even sooner, 2005. I feel like. Like, this was a window of about 10 years between what maybe 95 and 2005 where people were doing it gen z they just they're normal they just put their names it's only our generation it's like <laughs> oh, I need an athlete a band name a store that i kind of like or a fast food item and i'm just going to make that the uh-huh. main calling card of all yeah. professional correspondence well we yeah. were probably afraid like people might come find us like you got to keep it secret it's the new thing on the internet well, so don't give yourself away be like and now though you can just change your ig name you know what i mean yeah. like they they aren't stuck with their hawk nelson love love of hawk nelson but when you made it your email address you can't change that right that's the funny thing it's like all of yeah. these are like email addresses all right well there's more feedback where that came from go check it out and chime in okay it's time for this week's editorial question of the week hey. all right well you know it's the last live show of 2021 praise the lord next week uh we will be doing our best of and the cast will have the week off so uh the question of the week this week will actually be for the week the first week in january this so we're going to ask you this week's question of the week and we will bring your feedback in january so we want to know going into 2022 maybe your hopes for 2022 your new year's resolution What's something that you are focusing on as we go into the new year to, you know, maybe become a better you, spirit, mind, and body? Tell us your New Year's resolutions and we will uh, bring them on next week's show. Or Unless the first it's week's like show drink January. more water. We don't, we don't want to hear that. Yeah, we don't care about that. No. I need a real resolution like take over the world or star in uh, box the office movie like Jesse. A top 10 yeah. movie. Yeah. Andrew Garfield. <laughs> Do you guys have, do you guys, are you New Year's resolutions people? Well, because I think they're, I actually think they're pretty, pretty good. Like, I think it's a, it's a, it's a wholesome uh, trend. I've Derek, never you're followed your head a, I've never followed a New Year's resolution. So I just, if I'm going to make a resolution, I just make it right then. That's yeah. just, that's, that's yeah. my thing is like, I don't wait for this arbitrary. Like if I'm thinking about the new year, I'm just like, why am I going to wait three weeks? Let's just, let's just go. Let's just go now. If I, if it's something I need to change, let's change it. I'm with you, Derek. Because think about it. If it's losing weight and you're like, all right, it, December 1, you're like, all right, January 1, that's when I'm going in. Well, you're digging such a hole. In December. Yes, you <laughs> dig such a big hole in December that by the time you get to January, you're just back where you started December 1. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like, uh, I don't do it. I did get me a new book this year for like goal tracking. And so I just thinking through like, okay, 2022, what are the things, the big goals? Like what are three things I want to accomplish and kind of work through that. But that's just kind of like, it's a new year. You know, what are we looking for? That's also kind of businessy. Like what are we looking for in the next four quarters? Yeah. I see. I think I just, um, you know, I need to get better just with dental hygiene, flossing, brush, <laughs> you know, maybe like a good electric brush. Flossing. I'm just going old school, with, you know, for last year. And I feel like, 
probably about the point in my life to to really invest in some good dent. We used to sell. We used to have an advertiser who would sell really cool space age. You know, Elon Musk toothbrushes on them. here. I still need to do I that. So I've decided. You know, I'm going to go all in. In 2022, but to give myself a break, I'm not brushing my teeth to the new year. So, um, you know, <laughs> Stupid. just saving up. Yeah. <laughs> I want that first cleaning to feel real good. Be real good. Real good. That's funny. So, yeah, hit us up on uh, Twitter at Relevant Podcast and tell us your resolutions going into the new year. Your, your interesting ones. Again, not drink yeah. more water. All right. Well, that's it for last week's feedback. Okay. Now, we promised you at the beginning of the show that if you heard last week's, last Friday's episode, we had a pre recorded prediction segment with listener Sarah Fitz. She, she told us the week before that she feels one of her great skills that does not get acknowledged enough is that she can predict people's favorite ice cream flavors. Uh, we tried to get her on scheduling conflict. She sent in voice memos telling us predictions. If you haven't heard it, this next segment will make no sense to you. So go back and listen to the next right. last Friday's show. But uh, we had some follow-up questions for Sarah Fitz, so we got her on. She was able to join us live. Please welcome to the show, Sarah Fitz. Hey, hey, Sarah. Hello. Welcome, Sarah. Well, well, Sarah, well. where are you joining us from? Portland, Oregon. Okay. Portland, Oregon. Nice. And you're off yeah. this week, so you're able to come on with us. So we're, <sighs> yes, we're excited. thank goodness. Is it raining? Happy Christmas yeah. break. Oh, yeah. It's always raining. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, last week, last week, we you had some very bold predictions. And and mm-hmm. what we loved about the segment about how you uh, came to the conclusions about the flavors is you kind of did like this background personality analysis for each of the cast members. It was very poignant mm-hmm. and eye opening. But we have some follow up questions. I was fine okay. with my prediction. I think Jamie was fine with her prediction. But Derek and Jesse has some questions for you. About how you of came course to they do. Conclusions of course they do. Yeah. So I will leave leave it to them. Can, can I to, say real quick, you guys, I texted yeah. y'all, I listened to this podcast back again twice last Friday and cried laughing every single time. This is one of the so, funniest podcasts I for we've this. recorded this year. Without that was not my reaction. That was not the reaction. Oh, I'm so happy. So happy. Um, now, now, Sarah, I'm going to cut to the, you know, Chase, Derek, I know you've got some things that you need to address no, with Sarah I'm as actually well. okay with my my prediction because you know she you know i just i just well, like making well, things awkward Der- that's Derek, just your, what I do. your favorite sorry your favorite flavor actually really surprised me like oh, a yeah? lot butter I, I, yeah i didn't i mean the other ones like after after cameron said that he was like a little bit like disorganized and stuff like his ice cream flavor made sense everybody else is kind of checked out but yours was very shocking to me so butter pecan is like an old person's thing or something like what is it what is yeah, it it's what, like, what? It's like it's like grandpa vibes. Like you have like really good advice for people. You like to slow down and like talk to people at the gas station, uh-huh. you know, that kind of thing. That like they got true. a Werther's original in their yeah, pocket that they're about say. to hand out to the kids. <laughs> it's yes. the ice cream. It's the ice cream equivalent of a, of a sweaty hot Werther's coming out of <laughs> yeah. the pocket of an old man greeting you in the first lobby. Now, now I am an old soul though. Like, yeah, I, exactly. I, yeah. It's I an live, old soul thing. I am an old soul. Like I like my mom. My mom used to make fun of me all the time because I would grow up and we'd be riding in the car and I'm listening to like records from like Motown and Stax and all that. She's like, mm-hmm. I don't even listen what? to those albums. Right. So I am a bit yeah. of an old soul. So without you knowing that part of me, it would make sense that that that's kind so interesting. Of but I am very much an, an old soul. I Honestly, mm-hmm. I'm a I am a, a introvert old man that is stuck in an industry that doesn't like an <laughs> introverted old man. <laughs> like, that's what it is. Like, well, I, I think God yeah. made me a rapper so that I would get to enjoy life a little bit. Because yeah. honestly, I would probably just sit on the porch and drink sweet tea or something or drink coffee that's and awesome. just watch stuff happen. Well, so that does well. Make your sense ice cream your shows favorite. it. Your ice yeah. cream shows well, that part of it. You. It seems like your your batting average we've established is pretty solid here. It's pretty solid. Um, mm-hmm. Now yeah. I let solid. you know for for people who have not listened. Let me just just say, um, Sarah projected that my favorite ice cream was a birthday cake uh, flavor, and that uh, <laughs> because I demonstrate the characteristics of a sociopath. And no, no, she a, said it's, no, it's like no, no, no. life for, of the party. For people over nine. Or, <laughs> or, okay, so I let some people in my life hear this. 
uh, because it was shocking, uh, and I was trying to determine what libel law firm uh, would be representing me. And I was doing some consultations, and most of them said, nailed it. She nailed it. It's like she has known you your whole life. And um, so, Sarah, I just want to say, first off, how dare you? Second of all, um, you know... How many ice cream flavors come along with personality types that are generally associated with like serial killers and things? Go ahead. Mm, okay. So firstly, I want to clarify, it was not a jab mm-hmm. at you, Jesse. Mm. It was more of like a caution to the listener. Okay. It was a caution to the listener. Caution. I'm not, this is for the I'm not of even licensed to, to yeah. make diagnoses like that, but right. I will say, you know, like I was just saying that, you know, it's it's a very small portion of the population that is, you <laughs> yeah. know, sociopath. And I was just saying that because it's like it's the holidays. People are going on dates and stuff and they're bringing people home to their families like oh. they might want to watch their their ice cream choices and notice. So that's why so I said that. You're on a first date with hey, someone Sarah, and the dude's I like, you. I want birthday cake ice cream. That's red flags going <laughs> well, everywhere. What you're, what you're suggesting, yeah. what you're suggesting is, is my... Sweetly cooking you right now. Bro. I was going to say, I, what you're suggesting is... She is not even trying. My, my, in-laws, my in-laws could have dodged this bullet had they <laughs> just laid out a couple of bowls of ice cream and say, hey, yeah. it's open season. Have whichever bowl you want. And if they would have seen mm-hmm. me pick up that birthday cake, they'd be like, man, this is really good, especially since not my birthday. They're like, get him out! Get him out! <laughs> this guy's a crazy so, man. Sarah, Sarah, I want to understand how you got to this expertise. Yeah. Is it just that yeah. you have had so much ice cream in your life that you started to notice patterns? Have you studied this art? Mm. Like, how did you get to this this insight? Mm, literally i'm an ice cream fanatic like ice mm. cream every day all day wow 24 7 365 and i also like i work with people so i like people i observe people and i don't know the the two things they just come together for me so all right well the, the question of the hour is you know we've all heard you know the good the bad and the ugly uh m- you know i'd say most people got good prognosis here some of us uh you know are, are you know you're suggesting we be on some sort of watch list because of our ice cream flavor. Fair enough. You're the pro. Um, but You're the pro. let's let's see. Let, I want to see you self-diagnose, Sarah. Tell us yeah. your favorite ice cream flavor and what it says about your personality. Um, okay. So can I can I backtrack and answer your question about the um the psychotic kind of birth the kind the psychotic Please. flavors yes, just so everyone knows more about that. Here. Yes, let's, let's dig in here. on that. Yeah, let's there are go. only two. There are only two, and okay. it's um and they're both kind <laughs> of like you know either either you're a lovely person or you're kind of crazy. Okay. Um, the birthday cake people, and then the if somebody says their favorite ice cream is vanilla, like not vanilla bean, but like vanilla. Mm, they need to be like on a watch list. So wow. just, just saying. What if they like vanilla with chocolate syrup on it? Or vanilla no, in different. a root beer float that's or different. something. Okay, yeah. so like just that's plain so wow. different. If they're just like, just plain vanilla. It, I mean, they could, it's one of those things where they could be either amazing, like so kind, sweet, generous, loving, but chances, there's like huh? that slight, there. yeah, there's that slight chance like mm, you might be a serial killer. I don't know. So tell us about yourself. What is it? What's your ice cream flavor and what does it say about you? Um, so I'm kind of like in the same ice cream family as Derek. I like an old person ice cream. I like mm-hmm. pistachio. I was, but, pistachio. Uh, I was just yeah. going to say that. Yeah, wow. but the pistachio. So it's like kind of an old person thing, but I'm a little bit more like crotchety than the butter pecan kind of people so i'm like a little bit like grouchier sometimes and so mm. that's like kind of get that's off me but other than that i am an old soul lawn. too <laughs> yeah i'm kind of like that but um but i also am kind of an old soul and so i kind of like old-fashioned stuff and mm-hmm. i i would say like i was born 80 pretty much so that's me this has got me thinking though sarah i would love to hear like if like real legit diagnosed Psychopath, like what are their favorite ice creams? You know, like what did Charles Manson eat when he was hanging out in the in the in the villas of what did he eat? What was his ice cream? I'm, I'm really curious about these things. 
I'd be so interested to know too. Like, do like a whole like true crime or yeah, former favorite ice creams, not to be named. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what are some of their favorite ice creams? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Is this a party trick that you bust out like at social gatherings where you like go around and kind I of diagnose it. all your all the friends? It's or amazing. is this something that has strained relationships in your life because you know you've told people <laughs> in your life that they're probably psychopaths? Like, how how is this no. impacting your life? Is what I'm saying this gift I would say it's more it's more of a party trick and it just opens up conversations so I could learn more about people I like it interesting I like that I like it interesting Sarah there you go we like this do you know what if you had a podcast you're amazing you need to start a podcast (laughs) and I've already thought of a name for it it's called oh happy because it's it's a podcast where you demonstrate this skill and it's called the scoop oh Jesse man that's great I should do podcasts for a living. <laughs> <laughs> where do where do I get a copyright? Like, how does that work? <laughs> oh gosh, we're in trouble. Let's go for it. The scoop with Sarah Fitz. I like it. I'll tune in. I tune think in it's great. You I'm, I'm all in. I'm with the scoops. Well, Sarah, thanks thanks for joining us. Thanks for the uh, diagnoses. Happy uh, or Merry Christmas. Merry I was about Christmas. to say Happy Holidays, but yeah, I'm a Christian, Merry so. Christmas to you all. Merry Christmas. Oh. Thanks for having. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye, Sarah. Bye. Before we wrap it up, I want to thank Andrew Garfield for joining us today. Make sure to check out our cover story with him in the winter digital issue of Relevant. You can find it at relevantmagazine.com. Just click on the magazine tab. It's a great piece. Uh, Also, make sure to check out all the other great content in the issue. Denzel Washington, Leanne Ford, St. Motel, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. There's some amazing pieces uh help us spread word go check it out and help us spread word post about it share it all right also like i mentioned at the beginning of the show head over to relevantstore.com right now to check out our latest merch the print edition podcast gear and right now we're doing our year-end sale everything's 20 percent off plus free shipping on orders over 50 bucks go check it out relevantstore.com also as we go into the new year make sure to you know follow relevant for the latest news on all the socials uh you can also sign up on the front page of our website for our daily newsletter, bringing you the top five trending stories that we put out that day. It's a great way to stay in touch. And uh, also on social media too. Posting on IG. We just joined TikTok. Go find Relevant on TikTok. Uh, And let's see. We're on the Twitters. We're on the Facebooks. We're on the YouTubes. We're on the the IGs. And now we're on the TikToks. Okay. Well, on that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. I'm Derek Miner. Merry Christmas, everyone. We will see you live again in the new year. Don't miss our best of episode next week. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at RelevantMagazine.com. Yeah, I'm going to go all in in 2022, but to give myself a break, I'm not brushing my teeth to the new year. Relevant Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.